Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy to assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of AI Named This Show. Another I'm one? Deja Custody. It's another one. <laughs> and I'm Tristan. I almost she- cleared my throat right when you started and I was like, <clears throat> You want to go again? <laughs> No, it's fine. This is the show. I am Tasia Custody. And I'm Tristan Jutra. If you couldn't tell, we are your human hosts. Definitely there's imperfect. No, there's no AI here. On this week's episode, we do a quick update on CSAM, robocalls, and the ARC browser. And then, are you ready for it, Tristan? The so battle of the century. Microsoft Copilot versus Google Gemini. Now with consistent branding. And in honor of Taylor being on her Tokyo Leg of the Eras tour, we're sending a very big konnichiwa to our listeners in Japan. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. All right, Tristan, kick us off with a little bit of CSAM follow-up. You know, we want to start here. We want to start low and work our way up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're keeping it real light here. Don't run away. Well, just, just a quick update since... This is something we touched on last week, and the European Commission, the EC, is proposing to update EU, European Union, legislation to criminalize AI-generated imagery related to child sexual abuse materials, or CSAM. Sometimes it's referred to as a CSA. They drop the M in the European context. The live streaming of such abuse and the possession of pedophile manuals, who even knew that was a thing, mm. aiming to adapt to technological advancements and enhance mechanisms for CSAM prevention, reporting, and victim support. So, of course, the urgency for these sorts of legislative updates is driven by the increasing online presence of children, kids are online, of course, and the rise of deep fake technology presenting new challenges for law enforcement and identifying genuine victims, as we discussed last week, um, and prosecuting offenders with a focus on reducing online uh, CSA impunity. So one of the challenges, as we discussed, with the barrage of deep fakes of all natures, including child sexual abuse materials, it makes it even harder for law enforcement to find what's real so they can... identify actual victims and perpetrators and let the law do its thing. The uh, proposed updates are part of a broader strategy to strengthen the EU's legal framework against uh, CSA or CSAM, complementing its controversial plan for mandatory automated detection and reporting of said materials on digital platforms amidst debates over privacy and the effectiveness of targeting digital communications challenges channels. So this is an issue that they've been contending with in the EU over the last year or two, as this is a problem that's not going away, and it's just made even more complicated by AI. But of course, there's a lot of natural resistance and pushback to the automated scanning of 
apps and devices. Apple found that out the hard way a couple of years ago, despite the best intentions. And of course, the EU is very privacy sensitive as well. So, uh, you know, despite the fact that they sometimes want to uh, prevent end to end encryption, you know, there's always a reason. So they're navigating that. Of course, they want to do the right thing, but they, you, you want to do it while res res respecting people's uh, liberties too. But it's, it's hard for people to... Uh, once, you, once you drop child porn in, in there, it, it, anyone who has any concerns about privacy and whatnot, it, it's, it makes it awkward for them to hold the position because of how, how terrible the phenomenon is. Now, AI-generated materials such as this I suppose are somewhat less terrible because of the lack of actual victims, despite aside from those from the training materials. But it's still, I mean, it's still a cancer in the world and why the stuff even exists is a whole other story. But uh, just a little update on there. And let's uh, bring it a little closer to home now, shall we, Tasia? Yes. Do you remember the fake... Biden robocalls we talked about just a couple of weeks <laughs> that, ago. <laughs> yeah, urged people not to vote in the primaries. Right, that's what save your save your vote for the election for the main election right. in November. It's like what? Oh, I actually have. Did, did you listen to the call? It's like it wasn't even that great, but you know, it, <sighs> which is kind of crazy that this still happened, and really the only way that. The FCC was even notified was because of, you know, as we talked about a couple weeks ago of like whose phone number it was routing to. <laughs> like, I wonder if they would have even been alerted otherwise. But anyway, we now have a perpetrator and it's Life Corporation. They're a Texas based company that's, by the way, been caught doing this type of disinformation spreading before. So I'll get into it a little bit for you. Investigators trace the calls to a telecoms provider called Lingo. Here's the thing, though, TJ. They've also gone by. Brace yourself. You may want to sit down. What? Here are the names. Get my notepaper. Americatel, Bullseyecom, Clear Choice Communications, Excel Telecommunications, Impact Telecom, Matrix Business Technologies, StarTech Global Communications, Trinsic Communications, and Vartech Telecom. So having 10 names, that doesn't sound <laughs> shady at all. Right? Not shady in the least. And the FCC noted that the company, what whatever name we want to call the company at this point, they've been doing illegal call operations for years. Not surprising, hence why they go by all these different monikers. So Lingo was doing the transmission on behalf of this Life Corporation, which is owned by a guy named Walter Monk. Walter Monk? I don't know. And he was cited in 2003 for, quote, delivering apparently illegal pre-recorded and unsolicited advertisements to residential lines. <laughs> so it's not a far stretch to say if he was doing this back in 2003 and was busted, I can only imagine, and all these different names of these corporations, there's been stuff going on for many, many years. I'm just glad to see <laughs> them adopting blip. the latest technologies. Good for them. Good for them. So we're waiting to see if they actually get charged here. So right now they've just been he's been identified. The company's been identified. We'll see if there's charges. But speaking of the FCC, the FCC just voted this week to outlaw robocalls that contain voices generated by artificial intelligence. So here's what this actually means, because if people read that headline like, cool, 
you vote to outlaw it, now what? Because what are you actually going to do about it? Like, we all know how many robocalls we've been getting with either fake or real voices for how many years. So here's what this means. In a unanimous ruling, effective immediately, Tristan, there, this regulation now gives the ability to the FCC to find companies that use AI voices in their calls or block the service providers that carry them, which, by the way, also opens the door for recipients of the calls. So if you are receiving that call to file a lawsuit and it gives the state attorneys general kind of like a new mechanism to crack down on these violators. So this falls under the Telephone Consumer Protection Act. That was a 1991 act. It was a law restricting junk calls that use artificial and pre-recorded voice messages. As we all know, even though this law has been in place since 1991, we all are bombarded with spam calls all the time. Don't know about you, TJ, but it's daily for me. So this is we wait to see what actually happens now. But that is the latest on the FCC. They have had it and they don't want any misinformation or interference with our elections that is for sure uncle joe got on the horn and said this is a bunch of malarkey we got to find these guys twenty three thousand dollars per call if they get caught Mm -hmm. and then they were like wait is this actually president biden (laughs) who knows maybe they got robocalled (laughs) you know it's yeah it's interesting the timing of this given the you know the current administration, this incident a couple of weeks ago, and the like. I mean, while they're at it, it would be nice if they just cracked down even harder on all robocalls, regardless of AI. AI is just like the latest flavor of which, but these things are a scourge on telecommunications. And, mm-hmm. you know, there are ways to opt out. Like, there, it's illegal to do to uh, cell phones, but and landlines, you have to have had permission, but I'm not sure if there's anyone out there that enjoys enjoys them, but it's a numbers game, right? And if it moves the needle in terms of things like voter turnout or voter suppression or, or what have you, you know, sales and marketing and that kind of stuff, but it's just get rid of it all because there's so many people don't even want to pick up their phone anymore because of things like this. I don't no. answer calls if I don't recognize the number because you're going to regret it. I don't it. think any of us do, <laughs> ever. Yep. All right, Tristan, let's switch gears and talk a little bit about the ARC browser. So the the new hotness has been uh, in the browser game uh, for the last few months. The browser company is uh, now launching new features for its desktop browser uh, called Arc, which uses AI to enhance the browsing experience. And um, let's see, let's, let's get into some of the actual features here, such as well, and some of these are already available on the mobile app as well, which is quite handy. But there's instant links and live folders. So instant links allow you to skip the search engines, at least visibly, and get relevant links added directly into uh, you know, your sidebar. So a bunch of tabs. So one of the examples in the launch video for these features was, let, let's uh, let's. Let's see the videos from a bunch of different Apple uh, Steve Jobs key- Steve Jobs keynotes, like the the iPod, the Mac, the iPod, the iPhone, and the iPad, I believe. And it just went and got like all the links from YouTube like in one go. So because normally we would have to go and search for each of those things separately, right? Mm-hmm. So you just do one single natural language query, and it just goes and gets the links for you, and then parks them in your sidebar. 
cool. There's also something called live folders, which um, it's, it's almost it's kind of like the return of RSS in a way, where you basically set sort of a safe search. And when there's new information that uh, appears on the web and it go, you know, gets processed through its magic AI, it'll just automatically populate a folder in your sidebar as well. One of the other um, really useful features that uh, I've had a chance to try out on the mobile app is Arc Explore. So now it's on the desktop and there's this uh, browse for me feature, which basically creates a custom web page with AI generated information on any topic uh, that you search for. So for, for example, I went into mine and I asked for, um, you know, what happened at the Grammys? Just said it like that. And it basically intuited that I was talking about the most recent Grammys that happened this past weekend. And it put together a whole page that you could scroll through with highlights of things that happened and key award winners and the like, and then links for further reading if you if you wanted to. Um, so similar to Google's SGE? Exactly. Okay. But, you know, gotcha. but, it's, but it's building... So I, I did another one. What's the, um, what I, I typed in, maybe this on my, on my mind. What's the best way to acclimate uh, new cats to a household? And then it just put together an, an entire page on my phone here, mm. starting with, okay, best practices for acclimating new cats to a household. So it just gives me the information, single cat household, multi-cat household. It's got links to top search results. And then it goes into point by point. It's even got little uh, emoji uh, for all the different points, talking about providing a safe room, gradual introduction, patient, et cetera, et cetera. Then it's multi-cat introduction, signs of comfort. But it really goes into there. And it's just pulling information from all different uh, websites and just kind of like you would use um, you know, your uh, Microsoft Copilot or your Google tool of choice, whatever it's called now, and uh, ChatGPT. But this is like fully web aware and there's no knowledge cutoff or anything like that. And it is very fast. And then at the very bottom, it's got dive deeper. So if you want to fact check any of these things, make, in case of any uh, possible hallucinations, all the links are right there for you too. Because every once in a while, there may be links that are not that great quality anyway. And you could take, oh, wait a second, that seems a little dodgy. Click in, oh, because it's from some garbage site. Anyhow, <laughs> no, so new, new, whether it's news stories or old, older stuff or you know, planning, you know, recipes, meals, whatever, it just brings it all in one place. So features like these, they're great and they're powerful and Google is working on stuff like that as well and as are others, but we've got some questions here, especially when it comes from a third party. So the Arc browser is using the Chromium uh, browser engine, so it's based on Chrome, and energy consumption. Right. So that's every time I make a video, anything to do with Chrome. But yeah, and you, and you, but so people but then, are like energy <laughs> consumption. But then the but macro level, of course, you got people in the comments going, "Well, all of a sudden, we what about you know L, we're using LLMs and AI and all this stuff? What about the energy impact there? Because that's mm -hmm. multiple times of a regular web search now." What if it's saving you a whole bunch of different queries? Maybe it kind of balances out, but I kind of I kind of doubt it. So there's questions about energy impact and environmental impact of you know us using AI all the time now. But that's those are for minds far greater than ours. It's not like we're yeah. not going to use these things. It's like oh well, I don't want to turn. I don't want to use the lights because it uses energy electricity. We're going to go back to using candles. Like mm, probably not. So we get <laughs> that's we're working on that. Uh, 
privacy. Like there's a privacy policy, but whenever there's a, co- a newish company and people are like, oh, who are these guys? What are they doing with all my queries? Are they using this to, you know, educate their or train their own LLM? It's not really clear what LLM they're using uh, per se. Uh, we could do a little digging on that. Also, what's the business model? This is a free thing. Like, how are they going to monetize this? Are they going to get us hooked into these AI features and then have? Is it going to be the freemium thing, or are they going to retro or then start asking you to pay for things that you've been getting free uh, up up till such point as they want to start monetizing? Like that will obviously alienate a lot of people. And then there's a, then there's the larger issue of the disintermediation of of websites. Right, we talked about this, I think, in the fall, Teja, where if and with with the uh, Google uh, SGE, the search generative experience, if all of a sudden you don't even need to go to websites anymore, you're depriving those websites of the traffic, the ad revenue, et cetera, et cetera. So, all of these things have these kind of negative externalities that I think we need to be mindful of. So, you know. Do a favor to those web publishers who are providing all the training data. Um, you know, click on those links once in a while. Yes. And, uh, click and visit, through. They get those ad visit impressions. Visit the website. <laughs> because uh, because that's, a, that's a genuine danger with all of this stuff is that, is this ultimately going to destroy the web? What's the incentive going to be for anyone to do any original research or publishing on the web if it's all just going to get hoovered up and then presented in, an, in a unique interface that... That you do, you have no contact with your actual reader, and you don't have a chance to get ask them to subscribe to a newsletter for updates, or you know, ha, ha, have some ads shown to them to help monetize your own efforts. So, it's kind of a disintermediation, but by entering a new middleman. Anyhow, good times. The browser company, of course, is not alone in in betting on AI as the future of the web and the web browser. Of course. We've got Edge, Chrome, and Opera also developing AI-powered features that could change the very way the internet works. So going to be some disruption in this space. Going to be a tricky time to be a content creator. I mean, we were, even in the fall, we were talking about how you can even search the contents of YouTube videos now this, with the automatic transcriptions. Who needs to watch videos anymore, Tasia? I got to keep making the content to feed the machine. <laughs> if we stop making the content, the machine can't be fed. <laughs> That's right. As long as long as you get your 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 cut somehow. Yes, master. <laughs> Take my content. Okay, so they're not alone. There's other stuff going on here. Um, Microsoft Copilot new updates to Windows, the Windows version of uh, Copilot because we've got Copilot baked into all the Microsoft products now, and including that's the just their branding now. Copilot it's everywhere. Copilot. Okay. And Copilot all the things. All Copilot all the things. <laughs> Notepad, lowly Notepad is even getting a generative AI boost, and this is a very simple little feature, but it's indicative of the the larger, um, I, I guess, scene. What 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 is happening? So the latest update to Windows Notepad, and for those keeping track at home, it's version eleven dot two four zero one dot two five dot zero, introduces <laughs> a new feature called Explain with Copilot. So this allows you to get explanations for everything from log files to code segments or any selected content directly within Notepad. So a lot of developers are using a Notepad, throwing their code in there uh, as part of their own development workflow. And uh, to use this feature, you can highlight any text, right-click on it, and then choose Explain with Copilot uh, from the contextual menu, or use the new Control-E keyboard sh- shortcut, so E mm. for Explain. I'm not sure if that's replacing another shortcut that's going to mess people's uh, mess- muscle memory up, mm-hmm. but we'll see. Um, and then a detailed explanation will then appear in Copilot. So it's available on all devices that have Copilot and Windows. 
However, there's a known issue where some users might not see this new feature yet and, uh, right away. And so users are encouraged to provide feedback via the Feedback Hub. So hit the Windows key and F under uh, Apps and Notepad. So um, yeah, there you go. Just like a, a wee little feature. But it's all part of the larger play by Microsoft over the last year. This is the latest mini chapter in Microsoft's pivot from Bing, which they were jazzing up with all that mm -hmm. open AI tech, thanks to their $13 billion investment so far. Um, now, Copilot is the main brand for Microsoft's AI efforts, and it's continuing to integrate AI into all its products and services. So Copilot has continued to add features such as image creation, code generation, personal personalization, and Ideally, they, Microsoft wants to have a single co-pilot for every individual that can unlock your creativity and productivity. Um, the, there's, apparently, there's an, an upcoming Windows overhaul, which will likely focus on AI. So we've had little updates that adding co-pilot to it, but the next version of Windows is going to be very AI-centric by all accounts, using context awareness, local processing, and NPU hardware to enhance your experience and make make you a power user. And again, if because we like to help decode the jargon, for those who are not sure what an NPU is, it's a neural processing unit. It's a specialized processor designed specifically for accelerating neural network operations and AI tasks. Tasks. So unlike general purpose CPUs and GPUs, and we found that GPUs can be pretty good at AI stuff, but NPUs are highly optimized for data-driven parallel computing, making them highly efficient at processing massive multimedia data like videos and images. So talk about computational photography, you know, video uh, AI tools and the like, as well as handling AI-related tasks such as speech recognition, background blurring and video calls, you know, and, you know, because all those things you do, you know, tax your machine. So NPUs can do this, these sorts of tasks more efficiently. And even things like uh, photo video editing processes like object detection. Youssef Mehdi, the executive VP of co and a consumer chief marketing officer at Microsoft, he was in a recent interview with The Verge, and he said, once you can say, hey, turn my PC into dark mode, or configure that printer for me, or help me get the following thing going, then we can turn everyone into a power user of Windows. He says, it sounds cliche, but what I think that will unlock in terms of people's ability to use computers to do amazing things will be quite profound. And we talked about this yes. when we were talking about cars, right? Like, how many features and functions do you have to fiddle around with you know, through the controls or the touch screens? Or if in the case of your operating system, like Windows, trying to find the right control panel, why can't you just tell it? Hey, when, hey, dum-dum, increase my font size, please. <laughs> <laughs> like, so it's huge. Right? If this is his actual plan and this actually works, that is huge. I remember what a pain it used to be to configure printers. Like I know it's like a silly example, <laughs> PC but load letter. What does that oh mean? Oh my god! It's like what? I mean, th and, that's massive. And that's got a lot easier thanks to uh, technologies like uh, Bonjour. Uh, that sort of the, the the live printer networking. They're sort of aware of other devices on the network. But just think of anything that you would want your computer to do for you, like switch to night mode, dark mode, you know, you know the, the the color temperature of your screen, you know, switch my audio input, switch my, uh, you know, my speaker, out, my audio output, like just just ask your computer to, and they'll it'll figure out. But of course, 
with great power comes great responsibility because once you start barking things at your computer and it does it or miss mishears you <laughs> you could accidentally like where's where's undo what's <laughs> do you know what would be huge mm-hmm. finding files oh, right <laughs> and you just say the name of whatever yeah. like i think of how i organize and obviously i'm on a mac i, I don't play with windows but i'm just like picturing my perfect universe mm-hmm. and like there's so many hard drives so many files so many names of like clients that if i could just search like find where did i put this video and you know like title or whatever or where is so-and-so's latest video file here it is tasia (laughs) that's how i imagine she would talk to me and even if you don't get the title right just it being aware of like by having an automated transcript done and it knows the contents of the video, like once it's kind of like spotlight yeah. on steroids on, on the Mac or whatever yes. the equivalent search feature is on, on windows. Right. So as those things get smarter and smarter and, and obviously Apple's going to be working on similar things for itself, but they're, you know, probably going to be a, a little bit behind because are they keeping their cards very close to their chest? It's all Apple vision pro, but think how much smarter Apple vision pro and useful it'll get once they start adding some more oh, AI yeah. pizzazz to it. Sort of like meta has just done with its Ray-Ban glasses. So, yeah, exciting times. But in, in think of the ex- accessibility implications for people, and just huge, and, and and even in the broader sense, in that you know, people who are non techies, a lot of techies tend to get frustrated with people who just don't understand how their computers work. And it's like, well, do you understand how your car works or your microwave works? Like, come on. So it's it's always it can be challenging for us to sometimes have patience with people. But you got to remember that most people aren't playing with computers all day every day. So anything like this that helps people actually get the most out of their technology purchases and helps them in their day-to-day lives is is a win. I mean, that's, you know, if not bigger than the in, in, the um, invention of the graphical user interface, you know, from the 60s and popularized in the in the 80s uh, by the uh, by the the Mac and uh, various iterations of Windows. So this is, you know, the next big thing voice done right. Thanks to the power of AI. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com ACAST. Hi. But Microsoft's not alone in these efforts, Tasia. There's some updates in uh, in Google land as well, eh? Oh, my God. Are you ready? <laughs> it's going to be I'm a big so throwdown once these, these two giants are firing all, on all cylinders. I'm going to try to keep my levels. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to peek here, but as of right now, when you and I are recording this, TJ, it's officially launch day. Do you know what this means? Bard? is gone. Bard is now officially Gemini. 
So we talked about all the naming conventions that Google likes to have and get rid of and consolidate and make more. And here we go. <laughs> so Bard is gone. Forget it. There's no longer, you're not going to go to bard.google.com. I'm sure they have a redirect. It is gemini.google.com plus Google has also officially released a dedicated Gemini app for Android. So on Android, you can look up, it's Google Gemini. That's the app you want to download on Android. And for my iOS users, it is integrated into your Google app. So if you're already using your Google app on iOS, when you open that up now, right at the top where you would have like your Google search, I should show you, TJ. There's now a Gemini toggle. Can you even? So I don't know if you can see this, TJ. Can you see that at the I, top? I can. So up at the top there, because I can't see my camera, so hopefully I'm pointing <laughs> okay. There's like a Gemini toggle. So if I toggle that, I will now be searching in Gemini as opposed to my Google search. And that'll open... Again, cross-platform, signed in on your account, so it saved all your, you know, saves all your searches. So it's not the Google SGE. You're switching to Gemini, the large language model. So just to be to be clear on that, so you can Doesn't still look, use yeah. Google Search with SGE, or you can toggle over right there in app. Or on Android, you're gonna have a you have a dedicated app now. Doesn't look so, like the Google app's been updated for for me here, and it, there's no update to. Apparently pending. However, I am able to access Gemini via the web, unlike Bard. So that's a plus. Mm, here in Canada. There you go. Yeah, they said if the app is not updating, you you'll need to run the update. But it could just be a slower rollout, perhaps on iOS. Um, I'm not too sure. I downloaded the uh, Google Gemini app for my Pixel for Android and started playing around with that as well. So it's just super fun. But there's more. This means. Duet AI, so everybody follow along for a second with the naming conventions. You remember Duet AI was released, I almost said this year, no, 2023-ish, I think, or maybe mm -hmm. it was even yeah, yeah. the end of 2022. I think 2023, it's like, what year are we in? And that was your Google Workspace suite of AI. So it was basically like your help me write in your like docs, your help me visualize in slides, the things like this. It was all under this Duet AI umbrella. Duet AI, nope. Bye. It's all Gemini now. Gemini. Okay, so let's Finally. consolidate. Amen. So that's all being folded into that Gemini brown uh, brand. So they've also announced Gemini Advanced. Mm -hmm. So this is powered by Ultra 1.0. So you remember how we talked about this is still more naming things. Ultra Gemini Ultra. Why right. don't you just call it Gemini oh, Ultra? Because I guess it's the model names. They've got Nano, Correct. Pro, and Ultra. But then they've got to have the model names separate from the consumer-facing product names. Yes. Okay. So, so we're not so, quite there yet. <laughs> no. So follow along a little bit more because you are right. So like the your standard kind of level of Gemini is going to be run by, so powered by Gemini Pro. But it's just going to be like Gemini, okay? <laughs> then when you got, get into Gemini Advanced, that's that's run from Ultra, and that's okay. like the big the big gun, okay? Sure. You following here, Tristan? Sure. Okay, and Advanced I have a confession. Is Ultra. Okay, so what's Pro and what's Nano? Totally I have good. a confession. Okay. So I'm allowed to tell you this now. I have been a tester, an early access tester of 
advanced. It was Bard advanced. Now it's Gemini advanced. I've been an early tester for the last like month and a half-ish wow. or so or a couple of months and like playing around with all the stuff and giving feedback to the team and have had having meetings and all this kind of stuff and just playing with it. So um, right now I will continue to get access to advanced through May, I believe. They're giving testers access. So I'll be able to keep you posted on a lot of stuff and um, we'll get into pricing in a second and whether or not she gonna pay because y'all know me. She cheap. Ms. Freedom. <laughs> but the emphasis she on the free. For premium. But here's the thing. So this is what Google says with their advanced, which again, remember, is technically ultra that's running their Gemini advanced. Mm -hmm. So they're saying it's their largest and most capable state-of-the-art AI model with the Ultra 1.0. So that's just the version we're on right now. Gemini Advanced is far more capable of highly complex tasks like coding, logical reasoning, following nuanced instructions, and collaborating on creative projects. I have to say, even in testing mode when things were a bit like wonky and it wasn't public yet, I have not, and I want this on the record because your jaw's about to drop, I've not, I've not been in chat GPT for probably almost two months. Well, especially I since have... you were using the free version of ChatGPT, which can't keep up. <laughs> yeah, but even when I was using yeah. the free version of Bard, it was already, I could tell, becoming more advanced, if mm -hmm. you will. And I don't mm -hmm. want to say the word advanced and get people confused with which level I was using the free one. But yeah, this Gemini Advanced to me is next level. It's extremely fast. I've had... I've found I've had less issues of having to tweak the responses because what it does is it gives you a few different tones or it gives you a few different styles. So then I, I will just say to it, I liked option one. So, you know, it knows I want you to work in that. Now do this like this. Now say it like this. Nah, nah, nah. And the the Gemini team was really good too at helping me along a little bit and saying, here's how to like prompt really well. So I've, I've also learned a bit more in like prompting these models. So as a quick aside for you, which you've always been pretty good with prompting, but if people have been like me and not really good at prompting LLMs, a quick aside is something like that can help whatever LLM you're using is give it a role to start. So tell it, you're a copywriter or you're a social media manager or you're in your first year of university studying engineering or like whatever the role is tell it that and start there and then you can whittle down from that point so that's how I've been doing it now is like starting with giving it the role and then saying like this is what I'm working on this is what I need and then I get like more nuanced as I go through my prompt if that makes sense so like nuance being I want it in this tone or I need it to be this many pages or this many words or things like that. So it's been really, really helpful to me to just kind of give it that cue. So I'm I'm understanding what they say when it's more nuanced now and it's providing these more logical answers and, you know, picking up where you left off and stuff like that. But it's very exciting to see these things. So now, of course, you're going to be able to do this on your phone with the app or with the Google app with iOS as well. So you'll on your phone, you'll be able to, you can now text or talk into your phone, which is like super fun because 
that's i love doing talk to text like all the time anyway <laughs> um you can add an image so if you're on the go and you need help for things like say you have like a flat tire i don't know you take a picture of your flat tire and ask for instructions like maybe you want to have it generate you an image for an invitation or a dinner party or you know if you want help writing a difficult text message or something that you have to send to somebody like this is next level for me now i'm so freaking excited i'm so excited tristan and i have been playing with it a little bit do you find it's stronger at the creative stuff or the sort of the, the factual stuff because i know bard initially when it came out the whole one of the reasons it was called bard because bard referring to shakespeare being the poet like oh this is going to help you with your creative stuff don't rely on it for facts necessarily we're still not all that confident uh, about that is ha have they really beefed up the the other side of things to reduce hallucinations when you want it to be more precise and less creative yeah you can and they've had this a little bit with bard as well when that was basic too but there's a little google button um it's like a little google symbol underneath mm -hmm. any um result that you get basically and it allows you to fact check everything so if you just tap that symbol it'll highlight stuff for you and either i think it's like green yellow and red or something like that and like where it's pulled stuff so if it if it's realizing like oh this might not have been like the best source or whatever, it's not going to be like highlighted in a nice color. It might be blue, yellow, and red. I could get that wrong. But um, yeah, so you can definitely fact check within that as well, which is nice. Creatively, though, I found it's gotten a little bit better because when I was going between both like chat GPT and when it was barred, you know, I always kind of struggled a bit with the creativity on both of them, to be honest, because stuff always sounds so weird. And like, you know, an LLM wrote it. And like, that's not how I would speak. But lately with Gemini Advanced, like even today as an example, promoting my latest YouTube video, I always have to tweak stuff. You know, like language never sounds like you. You can tell it's written by an LLM. Tristan, I verbatim copied nice. <laughs> the Facebook post. Like I was like, oh, I would legit say this. So I'm going to use option one. And then I just had it redo that first option for me because I was like, oh, my God, I actually would say this. You have like fully this. assimilated with Google You've Gemini. Assimilated you have become to one. Me. <laughs> yes. Now, now um, image generation is still in its infancy, I would say. It doesn't really, I think you'd have to get really, really specific and good and tweak exactly what you're wanting. Um out of the image and then from there you'd probably still want to throw stuff into some type of editor and maybe tweak some things it's still struggling a little bit here's something very important you need to know because on android you can set gemini as the default assistant Hallelujah. so like in the gemini app mm -hmm. so for our android users that replaces google assistant now it's the same functionality so I won't say what the word is, but you'd say, hey, and then your wake word. I don't want to wake everybody's <laughs> devices. Or you long press on that home button. So that's huge that now you can have Gemini, your LLM, pulling from all kinds of sources as your assistant. So so this is the verdict is out on this right now. If this is going to replace your Google Assistant eventually, I don't know. They haven't said that. Hmm. I'm just saying this is the future and where it's going for sure. So let's talk a little bit about the pricing because 
you're probably intrigued. So Indeed. obviously the standard free version, that's Gemini. That's going to run on their Gemini Pro. But in order to use anything Ultra, you're going to need to upgrade to Gemini Advance, which is going to cost $20 a month. But get ready for more naming conventions, TJ. Don't get confused. Just follow along. It's okay. If you upgrade to that, this is all bundled under Google One. AI premium plan. <laughs> Correct. So in our, you know, if you're any Google user listening, if you say like even right now you buy a few gigabytes extra for like your storage, as an example, you are already using Google One, even if you don't really know that yet. Because they haven't so, like, told you the, me, name, the, the brand of that yet. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like where they house all, think of it of like where they house all like the storage plans mm-hmm. is Google One, essentially, just so to like make it very Apple easy One for is people. The bundle for their services too. Exactly. Yeah. So like right now I have, I think it's like the Pro or, or no, I have like the basic version. So I think my storage plan is like 200 gigabytes or something of storage, whatever it is, or it might be 100. Yeah, I think it's 200 gigabytes. So it might be 100. I don't know. I have whatever the basic one is. So if you already have um, Google One Premium, then I think you're already paying about 10 bucks a month. So like for me, I'm only paying two bucks a month for my storage plan. But for those of you out there that are under like the bigger Google One umbrella, it's really like an extra 10 bucks for you. <laughs> That's how Google's pitching it because you're already paying for Google One Premium type thing. So this would be a new Google One AI Premium plan. By the way, that'll also give you two terabytes of Google Drive storage. So you're going to get a, a souped up storage plan with that as well, which is kind of great, to be honest. So like right away, I'm already seeing this as very competitive compared to other LLMs that are making you pay in the $20 range. But like, if you already live and breathe and function in the Google ecosystem, as do I, then it kind of makes sense to say, oh, okay, well, for me, I'll pay the extra whatever it ends up being, depending on your plan per month, because A, I'm getting this souped up version of Gemini, and B, now my storage is souped up too. Huge, because I mean, I, I take a lot of photos and videos for work and everything, and my, my Google Photos takes up a lot of my storage space. So anyway, I've blabbed for a really long time. That's the power of bundling, right? About that's, this, but... That's, that's, are they, are they, and they throw ESPN with there as well? But that's the return of the bundles. You know, it's like, well, it's just another 10 bucks, and you get all this stuff that would cost those other those other goofballs 20 bucks. So you'd be stupid not to do this, right? You're already We in, talked about yeah. this before. Yeah. We're already in the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Make it easy for us mm-hmm. in... The ecosystem in which we live and breathe. So this is very exciting for me, Tristan. I've been like very pumped all day playing around with this stuff in between my work. And I'm, I think when my, when my freemium plan runs out in May, this would be a use case for me 100% because I'm going to have to upgrade my storage anyway mm-hmm. on drive at some point. So this makes sense to me to have this, this power, um, and now it's a business expense. So right. see how that works for me? <laughs> Maybe they had AI figure out how to get you finally. This is what we can do. <laughs> so for those who are wondering where the name Gemini came from, I think we might have touched on it last year. But it actually, you know, how do they, they there's so many different names in the, of product names in the Google universe. But uh, Google Gemini, the, the most common... Um, theory is that it represents the merger of DeepMind and Google Brain because they had two separate AI divisions going in parallel. And then they merged them in 
April 2023, and they called the new unit DeepMind. So sorry, Google Brain people, you lost your name. But um, Jeff Dean, the former head of Google Brain, suggests that Gemini refers to the merger, similar to twins being born from the union. Uh, there's another uh, th theory uh, proposed by some media outlets speculating that uh, Gemini stands for Generalized Multimodal Intelligence Network Interface. Sounds like a bit of a backronym going on there. Google hasn't confirmed Nerd that alert. meeting. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, the merger theory seems to be the most uh, popular working theory at the moment. At least all that's according to Google Gemini. Maybe that's just dun, what they dun, want dun. us to believe. <laughs> Very cool. What is true, we'll never know. And... With that, I leave you all dreaming of Gemini. Perhaps you're dreaming of Copilot. I, I don't know. And you know what? This is a no judgment zone, <clears throat> Gemini. <laughs> but I will say thank you so much for listening to another episode of AI Named This Show. Let's help feed these uh, algorithms because would you know, would you believe, not only are we on LinkedIn, the, the, the social media network that is often forgotten Tristan, but the one, the one for grownups, the one for grownups, our show, AI named this show is also on LinkedIn. What? So if that's where you're at, you can find us on LinkedIn. Just look for AI named this show. Follow us there for show alerts and fun AI news updates. AI and goodbye. <laughs> LinkedIn is way too mature for us. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, we can just get rid of the sound effect and you can do yeah. it. Yeah. I, mean, I pretty much nailed it. That was pretty good. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.